You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello, folks. Hello, hello. Here we are. We are broadcasting from the great, incredible studios of America's Web Radio. Uh, glad you could join me today. We've got a lot to get to today. Um, I almost don't even know where to start, but... Um you know, I'll throw a few teasers out there, and you guys hang with me for the hour, and you're going to be well-informed by the time this hour is done. Uh, but uh, it's awesome, awesome to be here again. Uh, love, love being with you guys. And uh, just let me give a big, awesome shout-out to some wonderful listeners uh, in Florida, uh, Georgia, of course, uh, listeners in Texas, listeners in Utah, listeners in California, and listeners in New York. You guys are just awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for listening. So uh, we will get started. You are listening to The On Point with Victor Show, and I am Victor Armendariz. So uh, the New Deal now, folks. Listen, if you haven't heard already, uh, you're going to hear from the Democrats the new war, the new fight, the new uh, just the, the uh, existential threat. I mean, all those wonderful words that they love to throw out there. Uh, is going to be the misinformation war. I mean, I think they've, they've given up maybe on, well, let's face it, they're never going to give up on this whole white supremacy crap um, that they're trying to convince you of. Uh, but I don't think the white supremacy made-up stories, I don't think they're working. Um, I think people are catching on to this. And so the Democrats are moving on now to the misinformation war. So now you're going to hear... Everything is misinformation, misinformation, misinformation. And, folks, let me tell you, the road that the Democrats are on, all you need to do is go look at history. Go read and, and learn some of your history of the world. Um, every despot, every um, awful, bad, tyrannical government, uh, whether it be communism, socialism, or just tyrannical or just dictatorships, at some point they all took over the flow of information. At some point the government – whether I said, like I said, whether communist, whether socialist, whether uh, tyrannical, whether dictatorship, no matter what form of government it was, at some point they took over the flow of information from the government to the people, and and that's all aspects of it. That's why in in communist China there's the state media. There's no free media. Uh, there is no First Amendment. There's none of that in communist China. There's only the state media. Nothing gets out on the TV airways. Nothing gets out over the internet. Unless it goes through the communist fact checkers or misinformation checkers. Um, folks, you can look this stuff up. Communist China blocks websites every day. They filter the information that their citizen can see. And they filter what their citizens can say. That's communist China. That's uh, That goes on in other parts of the world where there's communism. That goes on where there's socialism. Um Everywhere there's socialism, communism, anything like that, dictatorship or, or, or tyrannic, tyrannic, <laughs> tyrannical governments, uh, there is a restriction of the flow of information. There's a restriction on free flow of information, and there's a restriction on speech. And, folks, we have one party in this country, the United States, where freedom should reign and liberty should reign. One party in this country that's going down that same road, and it isn't the Republican Party. I've got plenty of problems with the establishment Republicans, but they're not going down this crazy road. The Democrats are. 
uh, folks, I, I, I keep telling you, at some point you've got to wake up and you've got to divorce the letter D because today's Democrats do not have your best interest at heart. Today's Democrats are after one thing and one thing only, and that's power. And that's power over you. And and. As you can look at history and see, Nazi Germany did it, Communist China did it, the the Communist Revolution in Cuba did it, um, North Korea does it. Everywhere there's a despot, everywhere there's a dictator, everywhere there's communism, everywhere, and in many instances, socialism. They restrict the free flow of information, and this now is happening here in the United States by the Democrat Party. They want to control the flow of information. They want to control social media. And they can't just come out and tell you. So what do they do? They call it misinformation. They must go after misinformation, and they must block misinformation. You're so stupid. You and me, we the people, the American citizen, you're so stupid that you can't decipher information yourself. Therefore, big brother Democrat government must start filtering information so that they can stop and block misinformation. Well, folks, you have to stop and ask yourself immediately, who are the arbiters of of misinformation? Who who are the ones, I should say, let me put it this way, who are those great, great checkers or fact checkers or whatever you want to call it? Who will be the – or arbiters? Who will be those who determine what is misinformation? Oddly enough, the Democrats will tell you it's them. The Democrats will tell you they must do it. Government must do it. Big, big government must tell you and me, the peasant, we the people, this, this, all, all of us out here with no power, the government is telling you, the Democrats are telling you and me, they must be the determiners of what misinformation is, not you. So, folks, that ought to it ought to make every one of you wake up, and it ought to make put a little bit of, 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 of fear. And I don't mean fear like the Democrats want to fear you. I mean it ought to raise a brow in you that says, wait a minute. They're coming after my freedom. They're coming after the First Amendment. And, folks, I am not using any hyperbole, and I'm not making anything up. You can go look up all this yourself. Go look and, and, and see all the news reports. Which party? There's one party in this country right now, one party, that is telling you that information must be blocked, information must be stopped. Folks, go read the First Amendment. There is no clause in the First Amendment that would give the government the power to restrict the flow of information. But yet, that is what the Democrat Party today is trying to do. They're coming after the First Amendment, folks. I've told you guys a year ago, even two years ago, I told you guys that, that, that the party that was not a friend of first, to, to the First Amendment, the party not a, not a friend to free speech, is the Democrat Party. And today, the Democrat Party is proving my point because there's one party out there right now. There's one set of elected officials that just happen to have a D by their name. One set of elected officials, folks, that are out there every day telling you and me that we don't need access to free information. That they must block for, for the good of the country, for the good of the children, for the good of you. They must block information. Folks, let me tell you something. Oh my gosh, before I go on anymore. The the party that is most guilty today 
for putting out the most inform- misinformation. The party – well, let's put it this way. The group of people who are most guilty for putting out the most amount of misinformation is big government, and that's the establishment Washington bubble. That's uh, Democrats, and that's some establishment Republicans. Those people in the bubble of Washington are the people who are putting out the most in- misinformation to you and me. Every day. They do it on a day. Ever since Biden got elected, there's been nothing but misinformation coming out of the White House. There's misinformation left and right, and then there's confusing information. And, and you need only look at the vaccine. How do they word the vaccine? In 2020, Kamala Guatemala Harris told you and me that if Trump told you to take the virus, you shouldn't, uh, the vaccine, you shouldn't take it. Kamala Harris said if Trump tells me to take the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. Well, what the hell is she expecting is going to happen that when Biden gets elected just because Biden tells you to take the vaccine that there won't be people out there that says, I'm not taking the vaccine? This is how ridiculously and stupid these politicians are. But you've got Democrats in 2020, Biden, Kamala, all of them, that were telling you that you needed to question the vaccine. And why? Because President Trump is the one who made the vaccine happen. President Trump is the one who cleared the way for the vaccine. The vaccines today should be called the Trump vaccines. In in fact, I think I will from now on going forward, I will refer to the vaccines as the Trump vaccines, not Pfizer, not Moderna, not J&J. It's just going to be the Trump vaccine. Those three, those three, the Pfizer, the J&J and uh, Moderna, those are going to be for now. I will refer to them as the Trump vaccine because none of it would have happened without President Trump. That is just a fact. And the, and the fact that the Democrats can't give him credit is why we have a problem of people right now getting vaccinated. Look, folks, we, we have it done. Back. Over half the country is vaccinated. And then when you really break it down into, into populations that are most vulnerable to the, to, the, to the virus, they've been overwhelmingly vaccinated. If you look at the elderly population, I want to say probably 65 and over, uh, I, I I don't remember, but I want to say it's 80% or so that are vaccinated. That is amazing. Those are the people that are most vulnerable to the virus. And then you have, and I don't care what variant it is, those are the people we know from real data that are most vulnerable to the virus. And then, and then the next would be anyone that has, is obese or anyone that uh, – you don't even have to be obese. I mean you can be just 30 pounds overweight and you're going to be more susceptible to the virus. Uh, so if you're overweight, if you're, if you're, if you're obese, um, if you have a preexisting condition, if you have a comorbidity, then, then you are at risk of the virus. And, you, and, yes, you should get vaccinated. Weigh the odds. Me personally, I think you ought to get vaccinated. If you're in one of those groups – I'm not going to tell you to get vaccinated because that's your decision, not mine, not the government's. That's your decision. That's between you and your doctor and you and your doctor only and you and your family. Uh, But if you are of the elderly population, if you are of a comorbidity population, if you are obese, if you're overweight, then, hey, go get the vaccine. Uh, All the data is pointing to it's safe. The J&J, the Moderna and the Pfizer, which will now be known as the Trump vaccine. So it is okay to go get that if, if you feel that you're in that need, if you're in that category of high risk. Now, if you're a teenager, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, I even, I, I, me personally, I even think if you're a healthy 50s, uh, you probably don't need the vaccine. If you've had the, the virus, you probably don't need it because of herd immunity. 
and because of your natural acquired immunity. Um, so there's so many factors. But because the Democrats are so into power and so into controlling you, uh, they've muddied the message and they've muddied the water so much that now they can't figure out why so much of the population is, re- is, is hesitant to get the vaccine, uh, including a lot of the black population. Um, you had the Democrats telling you that you were racist. You had the Democrats telling you that you're conspiracy theory. You had the Democrats telling you not to take it if Trump tells you to take it. What do they expect is going to happen? So, so this is what I mean by misinformation. So the biggest purveyors of misinformation is the Washington bubble in D.C. that is made up of bureaucrats and Democrats and some establishment Republicans who are all – muddying the message and now they all can't figure out how to get you to go get the vaccine which honestly folks shouldn't even be there on their agenda their agenda ought to be hey this is the information we've got let's be truthful and you know let me put it to you this way if the democrats had to come out and actually we're going to go to a break and then i'm going to come back and i'm going to tell you what the democrats could have done and the establishment republicans could have done that would have made this vaccine go a lot more smoother uh all right, folks, we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Blair former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, folks. So that is the problem. So here we are today. Uh, 
forget about the the white supremacy and all those stories that the Democrats are making up. Now they're moving on to the new war, which is the misinformation war. But what you need to understand, folks, is the biggest purveyors of misinformation is the Democrat Party, uh, with some willing help sometimes from the establishment Republicans. And and the biggest example I can give you, just one of the ex- easy examples, is the is the vaccine. They have put out so much misinformation about the vaccine, and now they're wondering why some people don't want to get it. They're wondering why some black folks don't want to get it. L- look, folks, I have told you this before. If 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 you've got uh, black ancestors and some of them were around in Tuskegee, uh, they they had a pretty horrible experience there, folks. Um, and I, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but a lot of that was led by the the Democrats, but uh, I won't even go there because there it wasn't just that. It, it was just an awful thing that was done. Uh, but you know what? We fix that, and, and that will never be done again. But you can't blame a certain segment of the population that, that questions when the government comes out and says, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> so, I, I mean, folks, you just cannot blame them. But, but instead of the Democrats and Republicans, uh, some establishment Republicans coming out uh, when Biden won, and here's what they should have said. They should have said, first of all, we must give uh, kudos and thanks and high fives to President Donald Trump. Despite what you think of him, despite what we've said about him, the guy made it possible for the United States to come up. That's the United States, not China, not not Europe, not the European Union, uh, not South Korea, uh, not Cuba, but the United States. The United States is the one that was able to come up with not one, not two, but three very effective vaccines in less than a year. Every Democrat on Capitol Hill said it couldn't be done. Every Democrat on Capitol Hill made fun of President Donald Trump when he said, we're going to make it happen. Donald Trump said, no is not an answer. You people must realize that in 2020, in the midst of all this this craziness with the, with the Wuhan virus, when we were trying to figure out what was going on, it was President Trump that went to the pharmaceutical companies. It was President Trump that went to these drug companies. It was President Trump that said, you guys come up with a vaccine. And it was all of them that said, we can't do it in, in less than a year. And Trump said, that's not, no is not an answer. You make it happen. And then Trump looks at him and goes, what do you need from me to make it happen? And President Trump, like a good CEO de- would do, delegated and, 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 and he made things happen by getting the bureaucracy out of the way. And, and allowing these companies to do what they needed to do to create these vaccines in less than a year. So then you fast forward to uh, November 2020, you fast forward to January 2021, uh, Biden takes office. And what happens? The, the, the Biden administration, the Democrats go from telling you because the Democrats wanted power so bad over you and because the Democrats wanted to get rid of Donald Trump so bad with help of some establishment Republicans, they willingly lied to you and filled the airways with misinformation about the vaccine so that they could get rid of Donald Trump. So now they did all that in 2020. And then January 2021, the Democrats are begging you to take the the vaccine. And then when you wouldn't take it or you got hesitant, they started threatening you. And then they wanted vaccine passports. And then they want, I mean, it's one thing after another, folks, if you look at the misinformation that came out of Capitol Hill, that came from the Democrats and, and from some establishment Republicans. And yet they want to tell you and me that they must protect us from misinformation coming from us. I mean, folks, this is ridiculous, and it's so easy. It's so easy. Look, folks, I did that in 20 minutes. I just destroyed the Democrats' argument. It ain't hard to do. 
and I am not a graduate of some Ivy League college. <laughs> I, I'm just a little old me who, uh, who, who, who is, you know what? I'm a free-thinking, liberty-loving American. Yes, I'm educated, but it wasn't an Ivy League, but it, you don't have to be educated by an Ivy League, folks. I prove that every day. <laughs> so, but uh, you see there, folks, you see what you've got to – look, in this country, you know, the Founding Fathers, when they wrote about the Constitution, when they, when they wrote about how they were forming a more perfect union or, or at least the idea of a more perfect union, they wrote about skepticism in government. They learned the hard way to be skeptical of uh, skeptical of government they in the Consti- the constitution is set up the declaration every founding fiber of this country is is put or let me say <clears throat> within those fibers is the idea and the duty to question those who lead us those who represent us so the fact that you have a party in the Democrats out there today telling you and me that how don't you dare question us, don't you dare try and question the government, don't question anything about the government. You just take what we're feeding you. And not only are we going to feed you whatever we want to feed you, we're going to block you from putting out information to each other. That is what the day's Democrat Party is doing, folks, and that's what you've got to understand. Uh, and these people are, again, the biggest purveyors of misinformation is coming right out of Washington, D.C., right out of that bubble. And, and oh, Go ahead, David. Who's uh, preaching defunding police departments? Uh, that would be your Demo- your city Democrat politicians. And did you hear about state level. our past senator that uh, was mugged? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. What David's referring to is uh, Diane Feinstein. No, over Boxer. Oh, Boxer. Sorry, not Feinstein, but Boxer was pushed in the back and her phone stolen on the streets of I forgot where she was San David Francisco. San Francisco so she's on the streets of San Francisco and she gets pushed and her phone robbed uh, right right in broad daylight she was robbed and assaulted on the streets of San Francisco um, and who was it that led the way for defunding the police so, well that would be San Francisco that would be Portland that would be uh, uh, Seattle that would be the Democrat Party uh, so that's a great point, David. Great point. So, and now the misinformation coming out. So now they won't call it defunding the police, folks. Just pay attention to the language of the Democrats. I told you the Democrats are kings at messaging. They are kings at rewording things. They're kings of of putting nice, pretty words on things like the Affordable Care Act, which was not affordable at all. But they called it the Affordable Care Act. So what do they do? What do these Democrats do? They're not calling it defunding the police anymore. It's reimagining policing. It's it's uh, reallocation. reallocation of funds. Absolutely, David. So it's no longer defunding the police. And then they will look at you and tell you, well, we never wanted to defund the police. We want to reimagine police. We want to we want to reallocate funds. We want. All of it is defunding the police, folks, and we're seeing the results of it. Skyrocketing crime. Every city that's run by Democrats is having a huge crime problem. Uh, It's even spilling over to some cities run by Republicans. Um, But this is all self-inflicted wounds because of misinformation coming from where? The Democrat Party. Uh, And in some cases, the establishment Republicans. Uh, So it's it's a terrible thing, folks. But this is what the Democrats do. This is what Washington does. This is what the bureaucracy does. This is why our founding fathers and and that in the constitution the way it's set up it 
it encourages we the people to question everything that the government does. And at the moment that a government tells the people that you can't question us or you shouldn't question us, that ought to be the moment that you throw every one of those bozos, I don't care if they're Democrat or establishment Republicans, you throw them out of office. If a politician is willing to look at you and tell you that you shouldn't question them, folks, you remind them they represent you. We are a representative government. We're not a democracy. And because we're a representative government, every politician moron that's up there in Washington is put there by we the people and can be taken out by we the people. And I mean taken out by the voting box. Uh, and we got to start throwing these people out, folks. They are getting dangerously, dangerously too comfortable with power. And it's our fault. It's it's the people in those Democrat states that allowed Democrat mayors and Democrat governors and, and representatives to seize so much power in the name of a virus. Um, folks, I know this virus hasn't been fun, and I know this virus is dangerous for, for, for a, a lot of people. But that doesn't mean you give up your God-given freedoms and your civil liberties. You don't give them up to a government hack, which is just about every person in Washington and every bureaucrat. Folks, you've had unelected bureaucrats making uh, regulations, and now they're arming uh, EPAs and and they're arming uh, Department of Education people so they can arrest you because you broke a regulation. Folks, this is getting out of hand. And again, I'm not using hyperbole here. Everything I am saying can be (laughs) fact-checked. So you can look it up yourself. But go go do a DuckDuckGo search, or or maybe even a Google search will will come up will tell you the truth about. You go look at the EPA. Why does the EPA have armed agents? Why does the Department of Education have armed agents? You need to ask yourself that. And the only way we're going to change this, folks, are to throw these politicians out of office. Uh, and we need to start with every sitting Democrat that's in Washington right now. Every one of them deserves to lose their their seat. And every Democrat mayor, every Democrat governor deserves to lose their seat. Folks, if you're in a state right now, you're <laughs> if you're in a Democrat state, you're about to go go back into mask wearing. And folks, mask wearing is just the beginning. They're trying to get back to lockdowns. The closer we get to 2022, the closer you're going to get to a lockdown. And only you and me and we the people are going to be able to stop this. We've got to look at these moron politicians and say, that's it. You don't have that power anymore because we're not giving you that power anymore. Remember, folks, we have a United States Constitution which clearly spells out that the only, the only powers derived by politicians are the powers that uh, – uh, oh, the power over the governed is the consent of the governed. And right now, we don't need to be consenting to this, and we need to take it back. And I am telling you, you have got to start on the local, local, local level and start throwing out Democrat mayors, Democrat city council members, and throwing out Democrat governors. And then, if you're a Republican, you've got to turn your your attention to establishment Republicans. If you've got an establishment Republican, they got to go. They got to go. But we have to find good candidates. We got to find good, freedom loving, liberty loving Republican candidates to replace the Democrats and to replace the establishment Republicans. And as we get closer to to the campaign season, as we get closer to 2022, uh, I will start targeting and I will start talking about uh, establishment Republicans that need to be primaried. 
Um, I, we'll get into a lot of that, folks. We'll get into a lot of that, folks. But, but anyway, I've gotten off my, <laughs> I've gotten off one rant with another rant. Uh, but just remember, remember when you hear about this war on, on, misinformation, that misinformation is a war, and the Democrats are telling you that they must save you from misinformation, you remember who the biggest purveyors of misinformation are, and that is the Democrat Party. That is Washington, including some establishment Republicans. You remember that. Yeah, David? Let's just go over a quick list of congressmen and senator, well, congressmen, Mm -hmm. that are known communists. Okay. Socialists, communists. Mm Mm-hmm. Up at the head is Bernie Sanders, Bernie obviously. Sa- yep. Keith Allison. Mm-hmm. Omar. Mm-hmm. Blake. Yep. AOC. Yep. Um, De- Presley. Yep. And uh, the Dahib. Rashida Dahib should be on that list. Yep. Uh, Bush. Uh, Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Hank Johnson. <laughs> Williams. Mm-hmm. Jimenez. Salazar. Salazar, yeah. Uh, Yeah, everyone you've mentioned. Waters. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone you've mentioned, David, is is either a communist sympathizer, a communist-seeking person, or a socialist. You're absolutely right. And and to your point, David, every one of those people are making laws or trying to legislate laws over we the people and the Constitution be damned. Yep. And, and that is, is sad. None of those people you mentioned, David, would put freedom or liberty first. In fact, I bet you if you look at every speech that, that those people that you just mentioned have given, their recent speech uh, or old speech, I'll bet you the word freedom isn't, isn't mouthed one time. And I know the word liberty isn't mouthed mouth one time. And I know the word independence. <laughs> is, uh, to be independent-minded is to be an enemy of the Democrats. And this is just like you were saying, Victor. Little bitty America's web radio is going to take on socialism and communism by calling these people out, calling them by name. Mm -hmm. And I don't care whether – and frankly, black lives to me don't matter. Not the way they are. Well, not the – I mean, I get what you're saying. The organization. The organization is a Marxist organization. I mean, everybody – I don't think anybody would disagree that – Well, they came out and said, we got trained in Cuba. Right. Exactly. Lives matter. All lives matter. I don't think anybody would argue that – no, it doesn't matter your skin color. Lives matter. But an organization that is based in Marxism – absolutely, David. We don't need to be following an organization that is based in Marxism when we are a country that is founded on freedom and liberty. Amen. And we've, folks, it's up to you, and it's up to you to take your children aside, find out what they're learning in school, or your grandkids. Ask them, Mm -hmm. what did you learn today? Tell me about the flag. What are the 13 (laughs) stripes all about? Absolutely. What are the stars all about? They should know. They should know that information, and they should know where the Star Spangled Banner came from. Why was that song penned? Not just it was penned by Francis Scott King, but who was Francis Scott King? And, and where was and, he and, when he did and it? where was he when he did it? And, David, you know, we've told that story. I've told the story. And, and I'll tell the story again. We have had requests for that. So maybe just stay tuned for a future show coming up soon, and we'll, we'll, I'll, I will do that story again about Francis Scott King and how he came to pen the national anthem of this country folks because if you don't know that story you need to know it so all right folks we will be right back don't go anywhere this is on point with victor 
If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, then the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back. We are back. Okay, folks. Um, I want to move on and touch on a couple of things. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw... The uh, Biden town hall <laughs> last week. <Mishmash. laughs> yeah. So, look, look I, I almost feel bad reminding you, but but if you needed more proof that Biden is on decline, look, I told you guys before, I feel sorry for the guy because he's being abused. Uh, you're watching uh, the abuse of the elderly by watching what uh, Jill Biden is allowing the the Democrats to do with Biden, and, and you know it's it's un- it's it's sad. It's just sad. But uh, but if you watch that the town hall. If you could bear it, uh, it was it was just it was horrible. I, I mean, you couldn't help but feel sorry for this guy. Um, Biden at times completely lost his train of thought, completely made zero sense. He would go on a diatribe that had nothing to do with the question. Uh, he in one at one point um, that uh, oh my gosh, the low IQ host from. I don't even know what he hosts, folks, because I don't watch the guy. Um, I don't remember his name. But the guy who was hosting it, um, I can't remember his name, but he from, yeah, I think, yeah, from CNN. He does a show on CNN, but he, uh, he asked Biden at one point uh, about vaccinating 12 year, younger than 12 years old folks. There is no data on the planet that gives a reason for a child, a teenager, let alone under 12 years old to be, especially under 12 years old, to be vaccinated. No data, no science on the planet that supports vaccinating uh, children under 12. None. But yet he stood there and asked Biden, when when would children under 12? And Biden gave a diatribe of an answer that made had no reference to children under 12 being vaccinated um he was all over the place he stumbled he stuttered he he you could see him um he couldn't find the words folks this man is in decline and and it was on full display full full display uh so um i i'm not even going to say much more about it other than um I feel sorry for the guy. I feel sorry for that his family is allowing him to be abused by the Democrat Party because that's what's happening. Um, but I will say this. I will say this. I told you guys right here on this radio show 
over a year ago, I told you guys that when Pelosi was talking about the 25th Amendment, that she was not worried about Donald Trump being reelected. That's not why she was talking about the 25th Amendment. She was talking about the 25th. I said back then that she was doing it in case Biden got elected. Now, this was last. This was back in 2020 and, and before when I was telling you guys right here from this chair, from this microphone, I was telling you guys that if you think that Pelosi's talking about the 25th Amendment because she's worried about Donald Trump being reelected, you're wrong. She's worried about Biden being elected. She wanted to prepare for Biden being elected because, folks, listen, there is no way on this planet that the the Democrats want Joe Biden to make it to the end of his term so he can run for reelection. They don't want that to happen. Uh, they don't think he, uh, look, we know, there's no way Joe Biden can run for reelection, folks. Just watch that town hall and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but the Democrats can't have him going into – they can't have him finishing his term and then saying, I'm out, because then Guatemala Harris would have to earn it herself. And she can't do that, folks. She can't. She can't. She, she, she is so out of her league. Uh, Guatemala Harris is – the job is so over her head that it, it, it's, it would be laughable were it not so serious. So what the Democrat Party has got to figure out, they've got to figure out a way – to get Biden to resign so Kamala can assume the presidency and then she can go into 2024 as the incumbent. Now, folks, I, you can laugh. You Democrats can laugh at me if you want, but deep down, you know I'm right um, because you all know that I'm not angry. I'm just right. And I told you last year, over a year ago, I told you, Pelosi is going to amp up the 25th Amendment. She's talking about it, not because of she's fearing Donald Trump will be reelected. It's because of Biden, just in case Biden gets elected. And now Biden did get elected. So I bring this up because just this weekend, folks, just this weekend, there are stories starting to leak into the press, and they're not coming from the Republicans. They're not coming from the white supremacists. They're not coming from the uh, fictional uh, conspiracy right, uh, they're coming from the left. And there are stories being leaked out there into the media now. And these stories are saying things like, what if Biden has to resign? What if Biden resigns? What if Biden can't make? What if Biden needs? All of these are starting to drip, 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 folks. And I told you a year ago that this was going to happen, and now it's happening. So here we are. Not even one year into the presidency of Biden, and they're starting to drip out, and, and they want to prepare the for you and the people out there watching CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC and CBS and PBS and NPR. They want you to start. They want to plant this idea in your head that, oh, maybe Biden won't make it. Maybe Biden will have to resign. And they're doing that because they want to condition you now so that they can in probably in 2023 my guess would be maybe by the end of next year they're going to try and figure out a way to get biden to resign or to lawfully remove him because they need to bring guatemala harris into the office they need her to be the incumbent because guatemala harris cannot earn that nomination on her own and they do not want to be in a position in 2024 where biden says i can't run and then it's an open it's an open primary for the Democrats, just like it's going to be an open primary for the Republicans. The Democrats do not want that. Um, 
I'm telling you folks, mark my words, write it down. You heard it here on On Point with Victor. You may not hear many other radio hosts that are that have the guts to say what I'm saying, but I'm telling you folks, they're going to try and find a way to get Trump out of office, uh, <laughs> to get Biden out of office. Um, but again, I the guy, he's not making it hard for him. The guy's in decline. He really is, folks. Uh, it's sad, and it's sad that they're abusing him, but uh, hey. You know what? That's what the Democrats do. There is no the Democrats will throw their mother off a cliff to get power over you. And and I'm sorry folks, some of that some of that may anger you, but I mean they prove it every day. They prove it every day of what they're willing to do to you so they can secure power. Um it's it's a horrible thing folks. So um, the other thing I want to touch on is, I, unless you're living under a rock, you know that they've started these ridiculous farce of a of a hearing today on the uh, Capitol protest, on the January 6th Capitol protest. Um, folks, it was not an insurrection. And you need to start pushing back. Every time some, some libtard leftist comes to you and at you and tells you that there was an insurrection on January 6th, you need to push back at them. Uh, you need to tell them no and be nice. You know, you know look, folks, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the be nice guy. So be nice to them. Don't argue with them. Don't fight with them. If you have to, walk away from them. But, but you can stand your ground, and you can tell them, no, it wasn't an insurrection. We can have a discussion about this, but let's understand there was no insurrection that took place on January 6th. There was a riot. There was a protest. Yeah, there were some stupid people that entered the Capitol and did some stupid things. Um, there was a stupid group of people who put on masks and tried to look like Antifa. Um, and, and shame. Shame on any Trump supporter. Shame on any Trump uh, voter. Shame on any of them who put on masks and, and stormed into the Capitol and tried to bust down doors and break windows. Um, I, I will be the first to tell you, yeah, the, if they broke the law, then they should they should pay for breaking the law. But it wasn't an insurrection. There were most of the people who walked in that Capitol walked in because they wanted to see what was going on. Most of those people were were protesters who who were angry and may, maybe 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 uh, they they had some things wrong. May, um, but they weren't insurrectionists. Most of those people peacefully walked through that Capitol because the other people entered the Capitol and they thought, well, let's go in and see what happened. Was it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. But was it an insurrection? No. No. You know what an insurrection looks like, folks? Go back to 1983, something that you're never going to hear from a Democrat, something Biden's never going to talk about, something CNN's never going to talk about nor MSNBC, but go back to 1983 when actual communist, actual communist here in this country in 1983 bombed the Capitol. That, folks, can be considered an insurrection. Actual communist in the United States in 1983 bombed the Capitol. A real bomb. They bombed the Capitol in 1983, folks. That can be called an insurrection. Not what happened on January 6th. But what are you being told? You want to talk about misinformation? Let's go back to the misinformation again. You are being told by Democrats and by Liz Cheney and and Romney. Over and over and over, you're being told by these bozos in Washington that January 6th was an insurrection. It was the worst thing since the Civil War. It was the worst thing since 9-11. But yet in 1983, you had actual communists bomb the Capitol. That happened. You can look it up. If Google hasn't censored it, if Facebook hasn't censored it, go do a DuckDuckGo search, and I promise you'll find the information from 1983 when actual communists used an actual bomb and bombed the actual capital. 
but they don't want to talk about that. And they don't want you to know about it, folks. I guarantee when your child gets home from school or, or, or well, I know it's summer, so but ask them. Ask your kid. Ask your college kid. Ask your high school kid. Have they ever been taught who bombed the Capitol in 1983? And I guarantee you they, won't, they will have no clue because they will have never have heard of it. But that's what an insurrection looks like. And if that's not enough for you, Fast forward a few years past that, and Puerto Rican nationalists, Puerto Rican nationalists went to the Capitol with firearms and tried to shoot sitting representatives. That could be considered an insurrection. Puerto Rican nationalists actually went and tried to shoot and target representatives in the Capitol. That happened, folks. That didn't happen on January 6th, but it did happen in our history. But you're not being told that. Because they don't want you to know that. Because they want to put out misinformation after misinformation after misinformation to fool you because they want more power. And we will be right back. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And, folks, so the great listeners that I have all across this country, one of them from New York pointed out that it was Don Lemon or Don Lemon. <laughs> Don Lemon was the CNN guy who was uh, covering for Biden during that town hall. Folks, look, there was a point in that town hall, and look, uh, and then I'll get off of this, but uh, there was a point in the town hall that I was telling you about where Biden could not answer the question. He was all over the place. And I, I want you to picture what it must have been like behind the scenes. I mean, the, the, the screams that must have been going through Don Lemon's ear at, you got to bail him out, bail out, bail out, bail out, because Biden was, was well, you want to talk about crash and burn. Um, he was crashing and burning. And, and and at one point, Don Lemon was able to throw out, oh, you 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 mean the vaccines uh, or, or you mean this. And I can't remember exactly what it was. And that brought Biden right back to to the point or it brought Biden to coherence. And uh, at that point, Don Lemon was able to save him for a second. <laughs> so. I mean, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy, folks. And it, and it's, and if you just pay attention 
and you take off your D blinders, uh, take off your establishment Republican blinders, and look and look and see what your your own eyes are telling you, what you are seeing. You're seeing Biden in decline. You're starting to see. I am telling you, folks, the drip drip of the news that's starting to come out uh, on, on Biden might have to leave. Biden might. What if? What if? What if? That is a game the Democrats are playing. That's not coming from the right. That's not coming from Republicans. That is coming from the left because they want to start conditioning you today that they may have to get rid of Biden and you may have to deal with Guadalcamala Harris becoming president because they have to get her in as the incumbent. She cannot earn it on her own. Remember this. Guadalcamala Harris cannot earn the Democrat nomination on her own. And the last thing the Democrats want in 2024 is an open primary. That is the last thing they want. It was an absolute disaster this in 2020, and it will be a disaster in 2024. So they are going to do whatever they can to get Guatemala Harris anointed to the presidency so that she can run as the incumbent in 2024. Um, which, to, no matter what happens, folks, I think it will be to no avail. Uh, I am telling you right now, I'll make another prediction. You know, the, these predictions that I don't like to make that I'm making all over the place today. Um Ron DeSantis is going to be the next president, God willing, of this United States. Ron DeSantis, God willing, will be the next president of the United States. Um, I say that because I think he's awesome, and I think he's amazing, and and I would love to see him be the next president of the United States. I, I And look, folks, I, I don't think Trump's going to run. Um, I, I just don't. I really don't. But um, I do think he's going to be the kingmaker, and I think he's going to uh, – do back Ron DeSantis, and I think Ron DeSantis is going to have such. He's already got such head steam. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to stop him, including the Democrats. So um, we have that to look forward to. <laughs> so, um, all right, I'll, I want to move on a little bit more. I mean, there's a lot more to get to, uh, and I don't know if we'll get to it all today, folks. In fact, I know we won't. Um, but I, you guys know I like to answer listener questions. I don't do a lot of phone calls, folks. You know that. Um, but every now and then we will. And uh, but but I don't do a lot. But I do like to answer listener questions. And I have a listener question that uh, that the question basically is: How do I feel about the women's national Olympic team? I knew I was going to get this question. I knew it. Um, many of you out there know that I adore soccer. I love soccer. I play soccer. That is my sport. Um, and I, so I knew I was going to get this question. I was just waiting for it, which is why I haven't said anything about it to this point. Uh, but the question from a listener is, well, how do I feel about the women's national Olympic soccer team? Look, folks, let me start off by saying I love the Olympics. I am not much of a sports watcher. You guys know that. I watch soccer. I watch motorcycle racing. And I watch Supercross racing. And that is about it. Uh, I watch some hockey. I will say that. I do like hockey. Um, but that's about it. And, and and if I've got something going on outside, you know, if, if I have some friends call me up and say, Victor, let's go jump on the motorcycles, I don't care what game it is. If it's soccer, hockey, doesn't matter. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go ride the bike. So I don't put sports up up here. I don't put sports as, as something that I must do or I must watch. Uh, but when I do, it's soccer, it's motorcycle racing, it's supercross, motocross racing, <clears throat> or it's hockey. And, uh, but that being said, I love the Olympics. I love the idea that every country in the world has a chance to compete against each other. And I love the fact that the United States, that we can send athletes 
wearing the stars and stripes, and they represent freedom. They represent liberty. The only place on the planet, really, today, where we send that, that, that an athlete can stand on somewhere in the world and go, I am freedom. I am liberty because this flag on my chest, it stands. Old glory, it's, it flew and flies to this day in the name of freedom and in the name of liberty. And they can go to what, no matter where it is in the world and compete against communist nations, socialist nations, uh, tyrannical nations, whatever it is, whatever it is, politics are aside and the teams representing their country, they go to battle. And, And they don't do it with firearms, folks. This is what I love about the Olympics. But I have to say, this year's Olympics, I've had zero interest in. I want to watch, and I, I, I love to watch. Dude, folks, I, I I can swim, but I can't swim. I can jump off a diving board, but I can't really dive off a dive. I love watching Olympic diving. It is amazing to me. I don't know why the Mexican diving team can't do better. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, it should be in their genes. Uh, but I love watching diving. Uh, I can say that, folks, because you know my heritage. <laughs> love my people. Um, but look, folks, I love watching some Olympic sports. I love watching Olympic soccer. I love watching Olympic diving. I love watching Olympic shooting. By the way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the Americans, three of the uh, American shooting team three won gold medals. Um, so that there should be an applause, an on point with Victor audience applause for the United States shooting team that won some gold medals the other day. Um, yes, we should lead the way <laughs> with any shooting event because we are the United States and our Second Amendment led the way for that one. Um, but no, really, folks, I, it is great. And kudos to the shooting team for winning some gold medals. Um, but but I, I, I want to preface this. I love the Olympics. And I love to watch the United States win uh, because we win together. You know, you, you, you can put politics aside and, and, and say we can win together. But I can't do it this Olympics, folks. You know why? And you know why? Folks, it was just out the other day that this is the least watched Olympics since maybe the 30s. No one's watching the Olympics here in this country. Uh, it's the lowest watch Olympics so far. And why is that? Well, I'll tell you why I'm not watching, and I try, folks. There are certain events that I will try and watch, um, but I'm not watching a lot of it. And it's because the NBC has got to be one of the worst, worst, worst coverages of the of the Olympics. It has to be because you're not. We 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 weren't told about some athletes that were going to represent their country. We haven't been showcased with with some athletes who rose from from maybe rose from from poverty to the Olympics. We haven't been 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 shown these athletes who maybe had some hardships uh, and injuries to to overcome and then make it to the Olympic stage to become an Olympic athlete, folks. That is that is that is tough. That is one of the hardest things to do. But instead of showcasing that and talking about how great the Olympics and how unifying the Olympics can be, what has NBC done? What have the rest of the world? I I, I would assume in some other countries too. What are they showcasing? They're showcasing a woke Olympics. We're tired of wokeism, folks. In this country, we are tired of wokeism. I'm tired of being preached to. I'm tired of turning on soccer or turning on the Olympics or any other sport and being preached to by woke politics. 
And that's what people are – look, folks, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just right. But that's what we're seeing. That's why no one's watching the Olympics because NBC is showcasing wokeism. NBC is showcasing that Perino ho, Perino or um, Repaho. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> My apologies, folks. My apologies. But that girl on the soccer team, they're showcasing her and her wokeism. Not, not showcasing talent. They're talking about wokeism. They're talking about her protest. They want to talk about kneeling. And this is why nobody's watching the Olympics. So when you ask my opinion about the women's soccer team, normally, 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 I would be watching every game and I'd be cheering on those women soccer players with every fiber of my heart and spirit. But not this time. Not this time. Look, my message to the women's national team, if you're going to root against, root against America, if you're going to root against the United States flag, then I am going to root against you. So I had no problem with Sweden beating the snot out of the United States women's team, and I will have no problem if they get knocked out of the Olympics. Because if you root against my country, if you root against Americanism, if you root against my flag, then I will root against you. And it's as simple as that. And I want to just pause and give kudos. There are three women players on that soccer team, three women players who did not kneel. The rest of that team kneeled, and they should be ashamed for it. Three of them didn't kneel, and they need to be those three girls and those three women, those three players, they need to be hailed. They need to be on the cover of of Sports Illustrated. So if somebody asks you about the Olympics or they ask you about the women's soccer team, then you just tell them that you, you respect the three women, the three players. You respect the three players that didn't kneel. But as far as rooting for them, nope, not this time. And because if you're going to root against the United States and you're going to root against my flag, you're going to root against old glory, then I'm going to root against you. So that's my view on them right now. That folks don't don't waste too much energy with it, folks. It's just not worth it. Um, find find another group. Find 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 some Olympians who who are standing for the flag. Find some Olympians who stand with their hand over their heart, and 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 they maybe they mouth the words to the, to the national anthem when it's being played. If you can find those, then watch those events. Watch those events. And support those because there are some good United States athletes who do care for the flag. They do stand for the flag. Support them. Support them. But the wokeism, don't support that. Don't support that. If there's any Olympian out there who is going to root against our flag and root against we Americans, then we Americans will root against them. It's as simple as that. All right, folks, that's about all the time we have for. We are at the end of the show. So there is another listener question I'll get to next week about the Cleveland Indians and the name change. Folks, let me do this. Before I go, do this. Look up the origination. Look up the original, how the Cleveland Indians got their name, the Cleveland Indians. Look it up, and we'll talk about it next week. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Don't go anywhere. Have a great week. This is On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.